And we'll get to the O-line. And oh, believe me, we'll get to the O-line. You're now listening to the Wandering Buffalo Podcast with your hosts, Andrew Chang and Justin Goddard. Hello and welcome to the Wandering Buffalo Podcast, a show on the built-in Buffalo Network. My name is Andrew Chang, and it's actually just going to be me tonight as I recap the, you know, the terrible loss that the Bills just took from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Something came up with uh, my schedule where Justin and I couldn't record at the same time tonight, but don't worry, he's going to be doing his own episode tomorrow for you on Thursday. So, as always, before we get into the episode... You can always find us on most social media and podcasting platforms and even on YouTube by searching up the Wandering Buffalo podcast. And we are a part of the Built-in Buffalo network. So if you're looking for great content, I would definitely encourage you to check them out. They have great shows on there and uh, we got some great talent. So I'm just going to go right into it, right? That was disappointing. And we'll go through you know, the offense and defense here. But I I just have to start this episode off by saying that that was really hard to watch. I think, I think for me personally, it was definitely the worst game that Sean McDermott has ever had his name attached to, right? Outside of that, I mean, there were some rough ones. The the Chargers one specifically really stands out to me, and the Ravens. But uh, this this one might go down as one of the hardest losses I've I've watched. Maybe maybe it's because there's so much hype around this team, and you know we have big aspirations. We as Bills Mafia fans really truly believe that this team has the talent to go all the way something that i've never had the confidence in saying before but at the start of this season i really i truly felt that this team could go to the super bowl and i still think that this team can go to the super bowl but when you take a loss to the 1 in 5 now 2 in 6 jacksonville jaguars with a clown of a head coach, it does make you want to take a step back and do a self-check. At least I know that's what Sean McDermott and Josh Allen and the rest of the Bills are doing, and if they're not, I'd have some serious questions to ask them. Um, But enough with my rant. Let's recap this game, and we got to start with Josh Allen. And usually with the recap episodes, I... I, you know, I break down the stats and Justin and I kind of go back and forth with, you know, banter, our thoughts, the highlights, lowlights and whatnot. But I, you know, I, I just actually just have some bullet points here. So I'll just kind of give each one out and just expand on each one if that's all right with you. And with Josh Allen, the first point I have is that he said he played like shit. It's hard not to agree with him there. He threw... He accounted for three turnovers, right? Two pretty bad interceptions. No, they they just they just were really bad, and a fumble that looked like it just kind of popped out of his arms um, on a bad zone read. He 
you know, he just didn't look like himself. And I, I don't really know if that's necessarily all his fault because the the Jacksonville pass rush was in his face all day. And we'll get to the O-line. And, oh, believe me, we'll get to the O-line and other aspects of uh, the Buffalo Bills. But I, I just felt like Josh was trying to do too much. But at the same time, I understand why. It was kind of like his rookie year, right? He had no one around him. So he had to revert to, you know, being playing that hero ball, that sugar high Josh Allen that we like to coin so often or, you know, reference in the past. But he's got weapons around him now, but it just feels like that O-line let him down so much that it negated the talent that we had at the wide receiver position. So Josh had, the wide receivers had no time to get open, and Josh had no time to basically plan himself and throw the football. So what was he to do? He either would just kind of freeze in the pocket and look a, look like a deer in the headlights, or he would try. And that's something that I will give Josh Allen today, is that he tried. Now, did it did it uh you know come to Bill's W? No, it came to three turnovers and some really really bad plays, but uh I'm not ready to say that this Bills team has is bad. And I know some people out there really reacted to this. Like one fan I saw him you know, Bill's Twitter said, like, you know what? I just sold my Thanksgiving tickets to the Saints game, canceled the hotel, the whole nine yards. Like, sheesh, man. Like, it's just one game. And I know it's frustrating, but this team is more than what we saw on Sunday. And if you're listening to this, you and I both know that's true. If you're looking for a podcast where I'm just going to just hammer the bills on this loss it's not going to be for me i am a more you know half full kind of guy as opposed to half empty but uh that's just who i am and i i really think that the bills have room for improvement and know they can be better so let's move on to the offensive line here they just were not Good. You know, Feliciano went to IR. We got Bacher coming in left guard. Cody Ford comes off the bench at right guard. And I think what really gave this Bills O-line trouble was the fact that they needed to communicate. And it was so clear, at least from my eyes, that they had trouble doing that. And... The Jags did a really good job of that by, you know, sending corner blitzes, dropping out one of the linemen, courtesy of Eric Turner. If you haven't checked out his film breakdown of the Bills offense, definitely do that. It explains so much of what had happened from that game. And it, you know, helped me, you know, gain a better sense and perspective of it. But yeah, they the Bills O line just struggled to communicate and 
you know, I like Ike Bakker, but it's clear he he's not an upgrade, in my opinion. Cody Ford, I'm I I really thought he was gonna come out and have a, a good year, you know, his rookie year at right tackle. We keep shifting him around. Second year gets hurt. This year, we we go like, all right, you're the starting right guard. Gets benched, comes off the bench. Looks like he should have stayed on the bench. Like, but at the same time, we had no one else to toss out there. I mean, yeah, you could toss out Ryan Bates, but what is that? If if the Bills think that Cody Ford is better than Ryan Bates, what does that say about Ryan Bates? Like, I don't know if I even want to see that. It's like opening Pandora's box, right? <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> um, and you know, Dare Williams also kind of struggled at right tackle. Dion too, uh, you know that personal foul on Dion where he, you know, he pushes Clayson I think onto the ground like, all right, good, you you got him on the twist, and then he just falls on top of him for no reason. And we'll get to the refs too. Believe me, I I thought the officiating was really really bad. It's just the Bills can't control officiating, but it. Well, like I said, we'll get to that. Anyways. The offensive line really, really struggled. All four out of five of them really struggled. And it's funny to me because Mitch Morris was definitely the most consistent and solid out of all five of them. And he's the one that the Bills asked to take a pay cut in the offseason. Now, I understand why they asked him to take that pay cut. But if I'm Mitch Morris and I look back at that tape, I'm sitting there and thinking to myself, like, wow, I took a pay cut and these other guys, like Daryl um, Williams, just got a big contract. He didn't play that well. Deion Dawkins, you know, obviously the COVID situation, so we'll give him a pass maybe. But it's, you know, week nine. We're going to week 10. Like, well, how long can we exacerbate that excuse? And then you got these rotating doors of guards next to me and oh by the way sometimes Daryl Williams kicks into guard because he's not looking like the all pro tackle that we signed him last year it's just confusing and if I was Mitch Morris I would be like well I don't see how we could perform as well as we did last year because things keep getting shuffled up we're not gelling and we can't communicate so what what are we doing here? And it it's it, from a fan perspective, it's a little disappointing. It's it's actually just disappointing at all in, in general. The O-line, I think the Bills need to really invest in this position in the future and we saw them do that with, you know, Spencer Brown and he's he's out with a back injury and then uh Tommy Doyle, we we don't know what he looks like. They got Jack Anderson, but the Eagles plucked him off the practice squad, so we only saw preseason of him. But I think in the next coming drafts, um, or Brandon Bean, even right now, just look through who's available, who's on the street, and just you know try. Just it doesn't hurt to you know kick some tires and check on some players and invest in this position in the future. Get ahead of the curve before it becomes a problem. That's what the Bills should be doing. And they did that 
with the tackle position. Now they need to do that with the the guard position, but unfortunately the problem's already here. So whatever. <laughs> For the tight ends, uh, you know, it was pretty much Tommy Sweeney. He he was there. He did some pass blocking, but wasn't really a factor in the pass catching uh, field. The receivers I mentioned earlier, you know, they didn't really have a lot of time to run routes. I and I mean, I'll say this: Beasley was definitely hurt. You could just tell he wasn't at a hundred percent. And again, look at Eric Turner's film breakdown over at Cover One. He, you can just see it. Like he's just not explosive out his routes. I didn't really like how he had that drop on that third and whatever. It, it quite literally hit him in the hands. And I'm, I'm not saying I could catch a ball from Josh Allen, but I know you, Cole Beasley, sure as hell can. You're, you're professional. I know you're hurt, but it that that really felt like it summed up the Bills' offense in one day. If if there was a play to do so, <laughs> not not so great. And then you look at, uh, you know, oh sorry, Stephon Diggs. You know they they bottled him up pretty good and kind of unfortunate, obviously, because Josh was looking um, looking at Diggs' way on that fourth and whatever, but just didn't happen and it was very upsetting I think Diggs has drawn a lot more attention and it's it's just unfortunate because I know Diggs is a great receiver I know Allen's a great quarterback it just it hasn't clicked yet you haven't seen that super super great game from Diggs I mean he had that like he had one I think against um, the Texans, I believe. Yeah, he had a pretty good game against the Texans. But other than that, it's been like, all right, last year was all Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. This year it's like defenses are like so fine-tuned on him that the ancillary weapons of this offense need to step up. And outside of you know Emmanuel Sanders and occasionally on and off Cole Beasley, who's now hurt and played hurt, we got to look to guys, we got to look towards our other players, such as Gabriel Davis. Where was he yesterday? He had that really bad drop. <laughs> that was that was so hard. And I will say this, I think I could have caught that pass. <laughs> and I, again, I just said a moment ago, I don't know if I can catch a pass from Josh Allen, but I think I could catch that pass that he, he gave to Gabe Davis. I, I really thought that was a very catchable ball and, Gabe Davis just dropped it. Jay Kumro, he wasn't there. I, I I just need more from this stacked wide receiver group. We we're carrying seven, I believe, six or seven. We we need to do something with this group. And Brian Dable's got to go back to the drawing board and figure it out. <clears throat> Let's move on to the running backs. Uh, again, Justin and I talked about this last week. The Bills just cannot run the football, and you know Zach Moss left early with a concussion, I believe, and it was Singletary, and I just feel like even when Moss was there, the Bills were trying to force the run game so much that the Jags didn't need to really do anything. To stop it 
like they they have a really good re- run defense. So it it was just kind of like you're running your head into a wall and you keep doing it. That that's how I felt. And that's how I've been feeling when the Bills try to run the ball outside of the first couple games this year uh when the running game seemed like it was revitalized, but currently not so much. It just hasn't really worked out so well. So I I think I understand the Bills want to be multi-dimensional, but they need a multi-dimensional back and they don't have that. They they have Singletary Moss. That's not really scaring anybody. It would scare me, but I'm not an NFL player. <laughs> uh, let's move on to special teams before we get into the break. Matt Hawk. You're a great holder, but man, you are not a great punter. And, you know, Jake, of our executive producer here at... Uh, the Wandering Buffalo podcast, shared this punter EPA in 2021, a minimum of 14 punts. At the top, it's the Raiders' Alex Cole at over 0.2, looks close to 0.25. At the bottom, negative (laughs) negative 0.2 is Matt Hawk. Dead last Bills punter, Matt Hawk. Not great, but holding, great. Bass, obviously, he kicked all of his field goals when he had the chance. Um, McKenzie. You know, every time when the ball gets to him, I get a little nervous. I'm not sure what to expect, but he he caught it, and uh, he had some good returns, but obviously the Bills couldn't really make much of those returns, so it's kind of a moot point at that at that point, so... It is what it is. <laughs> Let's take a quick break before we uh, wrap up the offense or before we get into the defense. Stick around. Welcome back, everyone. We're going to finish this recap episode of the Buffalo Bills loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And we got to talk about this defense. Definitely the highlight of this entire year, in my opinion. And it's so weird. All right, so think about the first year Sean McDermott's here. Good defense. Good defense. And then the next year, good defense. Then, you know, it's Allen's, like, third year or whatever. And now we have really good offense. And now this year, now we have really good defense. And now we have really good offense. But it, it's it's kind of weird because now the offense seems like it's trickling down or regressing, which – you know, Justin and I talked about in the offseason, a regressing offense, Josh Allen regressing, isn't necessarily a bad thing because Josh Allen and that offense last year of the 2022 season was historic. Never done before in Bill's history. So it's kind of it's going to be kind of hard to do that again. <laughs> Winning in the NFL is hard. Why don't you win in the NFL and break records at the same time? That that's kind of like a unexpected, you know, unexpected thing to ask for, or not unexpected, but unreasonable thing to ask ask for. And right now, this Bills defense is looking really, really good. You know, they only let up nine points. Uh, the D line. You know, 
they they did their job. Mario Addison had a sack. I'm pretty sure AJ Epinesa had a sack. Uh, but other than that, every, everyone else seemed a little quiet. And I'm wasn't there a penalty on Star Latule? Uh, yeah, there was a holding penalty on Star Latule, if I'm not mistaken, in that game. And again, we'll get to the refs. But I thought to myself, how? How how is there a holding penalty on a defensive line pass rusher? It made no sense to me, and I, I don't know. I it was just weird. Linebackers, of course, all year they've been doing really really great work. Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano, they they were keeping things real locked up in their positions. Cornerbacks, we gotta talk about Trey. I loved. Trey White and Levi for in this game pretty much for the most part. I didn't really like the penalties against them, but especially early on, like you you saw the replay, right? Trey White takes him down on the ground, but what did you, what did you expect from him? He's just standing there walking back to the line and then a wide receiver quite literally just shoulders him into the chest. Like imagine if you're just walking down the street and, you know, a, another guy at your company or at the rival company who happens to work across the street just comes up to you and just shoulder checks you. You're not going to be happy about that, you, you, right? So Trey White does the human thing to do, which is react, which is perfectly fine. And I would have done the same thing. I don't, I, I just wasn't happy to see that happen. And more, more so, I was upset to see that he got the penalty. This is a multi-billion dollar league, and we can't get penalties, refereeing, and replays correct. How is that possible? How? <laughs> it just makes no sense to me. And then, you know, fast forward, again, the cornerbacks did really good in my opinion. When Trey White did come out, we saw Dane Jackson come in, and oh my god. I think Dane Jackson got away with a huge mistake. He bit so hard on the first um, move by, uh, who was it? Who they have? Uh, Mar Marvin Jones. He just did a double move. You know, Dane Jackson bit so hard on the first one. And then Marvin Jones was literally by himself and got overthrown. That would have been a easy six if that was Allen, that that's six all day and unfortunately trevor lawrence i'm not saying trevor lawrence is a bad qb but i am saying at this moment he he's a rookie give him some time guarantee you that would have been made like nine out of ten times even now we probably could make it easily like seven out of ten times it's just we just got really lucky as bills fans so not not ideal dane jackson you got away with one. Safeties. I love him. I love him. I love Jordan Poor's tenacity to be able to get back out there, even though he was hurt. So we had a couple Bills players go out there who were hurt, right? You know, Jordan Poirier, he played more high, and Micah Hyde came down in the box more. So they kind of were preserving Jordan Poirier's health. And I, that reminds me, I forgot to talk about Teron Johnson. He got hurt left this game early he's got a concussion 
and that's kind of a that's kind of a low blow for this team, especially since we just gave him a contract. He proved all last year he could be healthy, and then he goes out to a concussion, and then we play the Jets next week, who who has Elijah Mitchell, who oh I'm sorry Elijah Moore, who's been playing relatively good football and. To my understanding, he run plays out of the slot a lot, so we definitely need a guy like him uh, against Moore because he's just ascending in this offense, coincidentally. Oh, I'm sorry, ironically, now that uh, Zach Wilson isn't in the lineup. That's a little interesting, but again, he's a rookie, so I'm not going to hit on him too much, but uh, I, I really would like Teron back for the next week's division rival uh, matchup against the Jets. Anyways, safeties did a phenomenal job in my opinion. Again, this defense in totality was very sound. You can't be upset with this defense. You can be upset with the Bills loss in my opinion, but you got I think for me, we have we as fans need to take a step back and look at it as a whole. Broad strokes, right? The Bills lost. Yes. What are the takeaways? Okay, the O-line needs help. Josh Allen needs time. He he had to get the ball out in like two to three seconds. That's that's not what this offense is. They're not pop gun. Like, like no, we're, we're take deep shots down the field and ex- big explosive plays. The stuff that gets us going. <laughs> and I forgot my talking point just right there, but... Oh, yeah, and the defense really just kept showing the reason why they're the number one defense in the league right now. They they held Carlos Hyde to basically nothing. They, they held the wide receivers to basically nothing again. You know, besides that one catch by Dan Arnold, like, I don't really think there was a deep passing play for any catchers pass catchers for the Jags so their highlight was their kicker who missed three field goals in a row in a row um yeah so the Bills defense is real (laughs) in my opinion offensively we definitely need some work and I really think it just comes down to Dable and OG Bobby Johnson (laughs) just sitting down and trying to figure this out because the O-line is a disaster. It's in shambles currently. And Brian Dable, big explosive plays that we that he likes to dial up off play action and all this stuff, it can't work if the O-line can't block. So they got to they gotta go back to the lab and cook something up. As always, there's a spotlight player for this game. And... I guess we could it, it was it was almost like hard to find a player for this game because of the magnitude of the loss. But you know, Mario Addison had a sack and I I could go there, but I, I'm gonna give it to Tyler Bass because he made all his field goals, made the other kicker look really, really bad, missing three of them, but he made three, so he had a fifty percent <laughs> completion or I guess kick conversion or whatever that metric is called. Field goal percentage, sorry. And Tyler Bass continues. I don't think he's missed a kick all all year. I might be wrong. 
but I knocked on wood just in case, uh, you know, just for my own, my own reasons. I, I am a very superstitious kind of person sometimes. <laughs> Anyways, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. The Bills face the Jets next week uh, on Sunday, week 10. Justin will get you ready for that game on tomorrow's episode, so definitely listen to him. But as always, go ahead and like, comment, subscribe, and review our podcast, as well as other amazing shows that you can find on the Built-In Buffalo Network. We're always looking for great guests on our show, so if you're interested, feel free to reach out to Justin or me at you know on our social media platforms by searching The Wandering Buffalo Podcast. You can find me on social media at Two Changs on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that other good stuff, all that TikTok jazz. And um, other than that, let's hope for a different game recap episode next next week on our Wednesday episode. Uh, thank you for sticking around. I feel very optimistic of this team, even though at this moment it is hard to feel that way. But I I know this team is better than that. So without anything else to say from my end, I just want to say we'll get through this. There's plenty of games left. And go Bills.